This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. You know, one of the things I recalled from last Sunday's sermon, okay, full disclosure, I watched it last night. I just wanted to make sure I know what's happened before I show up on this thing. So it's still fresh. <laughs> you know, one of the things I observed is, uh, as Pastor Cole, and thank you very much, uh, great word, great word, great word. One of the things he talked about is whenever you read a scripture, you know when this era and the age of sound bites, you know, we just want simple phrases and we run with the phrase. You know, he said it's important that you read the preceding verses whenever you're reading a text. You know, and I've said that in the past. You know, anytime you do not apply scripture in the context within which it was written is a pretext for you to say whatever you want to say and justify yourself. Amen. You know, so it's very, very important that we put scripture in its proper and its right context. Second Peter chapter 1 uh, tells us that exactly, verse 20. You know, it says, knowing this first, it's important that you know that no scripture is subject to a private interpretation. You can't say this is what it means to me. No, what does it mean really? You can understand what it means and then see how it applies to your own unique and peculiar situation. But that's not what I'm talking about today. But it gives context uh, to what we'll be talking about today. So thank you for that. You know, in many cultures around the world, names have meaning. Amen? If I say, so, <laughs> my wife, not my wife, my, my daughter told me it was, she's always educated me on cultural appropriation and culture. Eh? You taught her? You taught me first. Okay, she taught me, my wife taught me, and then my wife, my daughter has been teaching me. <laughs> cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation. <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. You know, so for this, I'll, I'll just stay with what I know. Is that okay? You know, no offense to anybody. You know, if I say something like Abiodun, for example, a lot of you know what that name means. Why? Because there's a context behind that name. If you hear Kokumo, <laughs> you, you know what it means. It means that there's been several births and death before this one child that this, this one will not die again. Amen. So names have meaning. Names are very, very important. And we see this in scripture as well. You know, we see the story of Jabez. You know, how his name was impacting his life and he had to go to God in prayer. We saw Jacob. Jacob was pleading with the angel. He said, you, I won't let you go until you bless me. The angel then looked at him and said, what is your name? He said, Jacob. He said, that's the problem. From today, you will no longer be Jacob. You will be Israel. So names are very, very important. No wonder that centuries before Jesus was born, his names were declared. Isaiah 9, 6, 
that is our scripture of the month, says his names, his name shall be what? Prince of Peace. His names were declared ever before he was born. Why? Because his names are very significant. Matthew 1.21 says he shall be called Jesus. Verse 23 says he will be called Emmanuel. His names were declared ahead of his birth. A name represents authority and power. Amen? That's why you hear people say things like, I come in the name of such and such and such. There was a name I used somewhere many years ago. If I was a teenager, to tell you how far back. You know, the man said, go there and tell the man that I sent you. So I went there. I said, I'm from chief such and such. He said, okay, that's very good. And then he said, that's all I can go. I said, uh, it's about my, no, he said, you are from chief. I said, yes, I'm from chief. He said, then I've had you. <laughs> he said, when you are ready to see me for yourself, <laughs> come back. I said, I'm ready. <laughs> that name didn't work. Names connote power and authority. If someone with a good name, a reputable name, sends you somewhere, and you say, I'm here from Pastor Adekoye, sonny, I pray it works. You know, you say, oh, you are from Pastor, oh, come on, come over here. Like yesterday, uh, the other day, there was, uh, it was uh, Brother Bosun's 50th birthday. I sent Pastor Abiola to go represent me. I hope the name worked. <laughs> it worked. Yes. It, it was well taken care of. Okay. Okay. All right. So names, <laughs> the point here is names are very, very important. Today when we sign, uh, when we, you want to buy a house, mortgage, whatever, contract, they tell you to put your name. That I approve this transaction. In fact, in Bible days, that's why when you read Paul's letters, in Bible days, you put your name at the beginning of your letter for the people to determine whether it's a letter worth reading or not. That's why Galatians 1.1, this letter is from Paul. Ephesians 1.1, this letter is from Paul. Philippians 1.1, this letter is from Paul and Timothy. Names are very, very important. Very important. Proverbs 22 verse 1, New King James Version Proverbs 22, verse 1. It says, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Amen? Ecclesiastes 7, 1. It says, a good name is better than precious ointment. Names are important. I think we get that. Names are very, very important. Our text, our verse of the month, tells us that his name shall be called wonderful. When you say someone or something is wonderful, what you are saying is they are full of what? Wonders. Wonders. So today I'm talking on the wonders of his name. Somebody say the wonders of his name. There's so many wonders we can talk about. Uh, I have four here and I hope I can get through these four. Otherwise, whatever we 
get to, we stop there and we, uh, we leave it there. Number one, number one wonder of his name is light. Last Sunday, we were told, Isaiah 9 verse 2, the people walk in darkness, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. A light will shine. So one of the wonders of his name is light. The Bible says in John chapter 8 and verse 12, John chapter 8 and the 12th verse, Jesus himself was speaking. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. I am what? The light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Amen? He says, I am the light of the world. The world is in utter darkness. How do I know? You see the way the world is going, you know the world is in darkness. Amen? It is utterly useless trying to convince someone that does not have Christ about their sinful life. They say, oh, no, 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 fornication is bad. They say, what's wrong with you? They say, but you can catch the disease. I use protection. <laughs> you know, very unreasonable. Why? Because they don't have the light. They are walking in darkness. They are walking in darkness. For everyone that is in Christ, it says, I will be your light. He is the light. I am the light of the world, it said. If is a conditional statement. Amen. The light is not automatic unless you follow him. If you follow me, then my light will be your north star. Leading you. The Bible tells us about the wise men. The wise men saw a star from the east when Jesus was born. And they followed that light. They followed that light. As long as they followed the light, they did not go wrong. Until they decided to apply their brain. Amen. When they decided to use their brain that, you know what? If a king is born... A king will be born in the palace. They stopped following the light. They used their intellect. When you begin to use your intellect and stop following the light, if is a key word there. If you follow me, as you make your decisions, are you seeking the Lord? He's available. He's available to lead. He's available to guide. His light leads. The Bible tells us that light exposes things. Light reveals things. Ephesians 5 and verse 14. Ephesians 5 and verse 14. He said, for the light makes everything visible. You know my very famous example. You're looking for stuff by your best stand at night. You you have felt your way through everything. You've, you say, oh, what the heck? And then you turned on the, the lamp, the light. 
and it's right there. You have touched everything but what you're looking for. You grabbed your purse, you grabbed your glasses, you grabbed everything but what you're looking for. Why? Because you are walking in darkness. But the moment you turned on the light, voila, it was right there. Light reveals. Light leads. When you follow God, when you follow Christ, his light will reveal things to you. You will not know the reason why you are making the decision. You just feel comfortable with this decision. It's not the most popular decision. Many of us in the church today, the problem we have is we have given up on the great power we have and we are holding on to little things. His light. John chapter 9 verse 5, he reiterated what he talked about before. He said, but while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Hello, what did the Bible say? Greater is he. You did not hear me. Greater is he than he that is in the world. So he's in you if you are a believer. He said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So you and I are the ones shining the light all over the place. All over, everywhere we go, we represent the life of God and the light of God. In John chapter 1 verse 4, it says, in him was life and the life was what? The light of men. He's the light. Wonder number one, what? He is the light. Doctors in the house will tell you, when a child is born and the child is jaundiced, so the, the, the bilirubin is not metabolized, what do they do? They put the child under the light. And within a day or so, the bilirubin is metabolized and the child can go home. Light heals. Light what? It heals. The light of God can bring about healing. The light illuminates. The light leads. The light exposes. Light cleanses. Number two, very quickly, because of our time. Number two wonder of his name. Number one wonder is what? Light. His name. He is the light. Because the name of a person represents the person. Amen? If your name is not good enough, your person cannot be good enough. Praise the Lord. So number two, very quickly. Number two wonder is the name is above all. The name is above all. Philippians chapter 2, 9 through 11. The Bible says, therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name that is above every name. Can you make this bigger if it's for me? I can't read it. You know, I'm a young man. Thank you. <laughs> therefore, God also, well, let's do NLT. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name, uh, the name above all other names that are the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Next verse. 
and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The wonder of his name. His name is above any other name that you can think of. If there is a name you can conjure up, the name of Jesus is above that name. Amen? This is an amazing wonder. His name is greater than my feelings. Feelings real and unreal. You know how sometimes you don't feel, you say, I don't feel like, I don't feel, I don't, it's not, Jesus is not a feeling. The spirit of God is not a feeling. This, whether you believe it or not, the Holy Spirit is at work right now. Even though you are not feeling, in fact, if you are feeling, it's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will not throw you against the wall and throw you over there and throw you. Don't let me say it. But you know what I'm saying. It's a gentle spirit. It's a gentle spirit. The, the spirit of God is not a feeling. Say, I don't feel it. His name is above your feeling. Amen. Listen to this. In Acts chapter 16, verse 18, you know, as Paul and Silas were trying to preach and uh, do all of these things, there was a, 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 a lady that was following them. Hey, these are the great men of God. She was saying good things, but she was taken away from the message. There are people, the general overseer was the one that told the story many years ago, uh, talking about a, a guy whose life was on the line and uh, they gave him a task that requires focus. I forgot what it was. The task required focus. So the king, and it was to carry out that task walking through the town and lined up on either side of the road were people. The ones on the right, for example, were hailing him. You are a good man. Keep doing it. You will make it. You can do it. Keep going. And the folks on the left were discouraging him. Look at him, useless man. That is why you are the way you are. This is what is how you cannot make it. You will die. You know. Anyway, he made it. And at the end of the day, the king asked him. He said, which people helped you make it? Was it the ones praising you? Or the ones that were saying you couldn't make it emboldened you that I will make it? He said, neither of them said, I shut them out. Why? Because my life was in my hand. My life was in my hand. Therefore, I paid neither any mind. The problem with some of us are not even the people that hate you. In fact, the people that hate you, they are helping you make progress. At least you know they hate you. They don't like you. So you have something to prove. The ones that are your biggest challenge, you didn't know it before. I'm telling you today are the ones that are, <laughs> oh, you got it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Don't misunderstand me. Everybody needs an encourager. Be an encourager, you know, but don't gas people up. Minute when you say it, half the time 
they will smile with you in your face and say rubbish behind your back. <laughs> Welcome, sir. <laughs> They'll be going up and going down, going up and going down. And the moment you look, look at him. <laughs> he said, did you see how his head was swelling up as I was telling him, sir, telling her, ma? They focus. Why? Because you have a name that is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every name shall bow. Every tongue shall confess of things in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. That is what the scripture says. To put our minds at rest that it doesn't matter what's going on all around me. God's, God's got my back. God has my back. The wonder of his name is what we're talking about. We said the number one wonder is light. is great light that darkness cannot comprehend. Amen? It's great light that can give you knowledge. Light also connotes knowledge. Has it ever happened to you? You're trying to figure something out, or they are explaining something, you just didn't get it, and then finally you say, oh, I see. Why? Because the light bulb turned on. May the light bulb turn on for you. At the right time, in the right place, with the right people, God will turn on his light for you. God will shine his light upon your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Wonder number two is his name is above all. So Acts 16 verse 18, the Bible says this went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. The soothsayer that was saying all kinds of rubbish, he said, the spirit within you that is causing you to speak what you don't mean, come out of her right now. And immediately, it responded, you remember in Acts chapter 3, you know, by the beautiful gate, the man that was lame, born lame at the gate. When Peter and, Paul, uh, Peter and John got there, they said, silver and gold we don't have. But such as we have, we will give unto you. In the name of Jesus, even paralyzed legs, listen to the name of Jesus. Every situation in your life, I want you to speak the name Jesus. There's a song that Folu sings very often. I speak Jesus. Jesus in the mountain. Jesus in the city. Jesus all over. I speak Jesus. I encourage you people of God, speak Jesus. God has given him a name that is above every other name. At that name, demons must bow. Witches must bow. Difficult situations must bow. Impossible situations must bow. At the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Every tongue must confess. Why? Because his name is above all. His name is above all. His name is above all. Number three, wonder of his name. He's the I am. He's the I am. 
In John chapter 8, verse 58, Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was even born, I am. That is bad English. Before Abraham was born, I was. English is not my primary language. It's not my first language. It's my primary language now. But it's not my first language. But in fact, the old King James puts it like this. Before Abraham was, I am. That's grammatically upside down, sideways, anyhow you look at it. But what he's talking about is not grammar, is a name. Is a name. Is a name. In, Ex in Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, after Moses had had a dialogue with God, arguing with God, telling you I can't do it like many of us do. They call you for an assignment. You say, I can't do it. You say, well, I'm a stutterer. Oh, no, I can't stand in front of people. Oh, I'm afraid of this. I'm... You just give all excuses. So, just like you, you know. Okay, let me say it differently. Just like us. Does that make you feel better? All right. So, just like us, Moses was arguing with God. He said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't go talk to anybody... 40 years I've been in the wilderness trying to survive, taking care of my father-in-law's sheep. Now you want me to go and talk to who? I can't talk to the Israelites. Talk less Pharaoh. And God said, go. He said, okay, suppose I agree to go. Who will I tell them sent me? He said, tell them, I am sent you. The word I am there is why a W H Yahweh, the self existing one, the one that does not need anything or anyone. Jesus told us, If you do not praise me, the stones will get up and jump up and begin to praise me. Oh, you think it's about you? It's not about you, it's not about, it's not about you. He is a self, is a self-existing one. That's the one that said. So when he's saying, before Abraham was born, I am, he's saying, I'm the self-sufficient one. The one that has all power, the one that can do all things, the one that can create nothing, uh, something out of nothing. The one that can make good out of bad. The one that can turn situations around, the one that can cost your life. To become a wonder. To become a wonder. You know, I looked at my life and I'm like, Lord, really? You've done this for me that I'm able. What I've always wished, what seemed to be a mirage, has become my reality. And you know us human beings, once you get to that spot that was a mirage, you begin to look at another mirage ahead of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And if he did it before, he will do it again. oh, you didn't understand. I said if he did it before, he will, do it again. he will do it again. He's the one that is at work in your life, both to will and to do. Of his own. His thoughts, he said, my thoughts towards you are thoughts of good. 
not of evil, to bring you to an expected end. So there is an end for you. And it's a good ending. The story is already written. It's not being written. Oh. You know how you are watching a movie? You are watching a movie and you have taken sides already. Dotu knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> You've taken sides. You're watching the movie. You, you have an expectation. The, ah, Lord, Lord, Lord. Some of you are even praying. Lord, don't let him die. <laughs> so France, France is playing Argentina today. Some of you have taken sides. It's done? They have played? Who won? Congratulations to Mercy. Because it seemed like everybody was playing for him. But suppose we don't know the end. You have taken side. And you are praying. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. But God already knows the winner. The movie you're watching, the director and the scriptwriter and the producers, they already fixed it. They know how they wrote that script and they know how they want it to end. Amen? So your wish and your hope and your anxiety while you are watching it has no, makes no difference. The same with the story of your life. Did you know that? A loving God created you with a good script written about your life. Amen? It's a good script. When Moses was in the backside of the desert, wondering what his life had become, God knew the end. He knew he was coming back to deliver the people and was going to be a great leader. But he didn't know that. While David was in the backside of the desert watching the sheep and being faithful and writing the Psalms and doing all the stuff he was doing, his script was already written. That was a king in the backside of the desert watching those sheep. If you want to know the script, you go to the script writer. Go to the director of the movie. You say, that movie that is coming out, if they wish to tell you, say your name is good. <laughs> you have a powerful name. Say, tell me about that script. They will tell you. So when the movie comes out, and it seems like your guy is going to lose, and you already know that your guy won. Amen? Amen. Somebody that doesn't know the match today, the result, <laughs> like myself, <laughs> they can start watching that same game and having anxiety and panic attack. No, 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 no. But they already won. <laughs> right? Argentina already won. It doesn't matter all the nearly and almost and all of those things. It's a fixed match. We know the end of the match. We know the end of your story in Christ Jesus. is a good ending. Oh. Thank you for believing. The people on this I don't believe. It's a good ending. It's a good ending. You will finish well. You will finish strong. God will arise for you. In the name of Jesus. 
by the wonder of his name, the I am that I am will arise on your behalf. It will bring the year to a good conclusion for you. It will give you everything that has been prepared and in store for you. It will bring it to pass. It will bring it to fruition in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe it, jump on your feet and shout a loud hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're going to close with this. The fourth one is salvation. The Bible says there is no other name, joy, no other name by which man can be saved, but by the name of Jesus. Wall Street cannot save you. Government subsidy cannot save you. There is only one name by which man can be saved. And that's the name of Jesus. If you're here today, I want us to, oh man, we will pray just very quickly. But if you're here today, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. All the wonders that we have talked about will not be applicable to you. But you can begin a relationship with him today, here and now. So if that's you, I want you to wave. Say, I'd like to start a relationship so I can enjoy all the wonders of his name. Okay. Watch this. First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9 and 10 is the story of Jabez. Bible says Jabez was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. The mother called him pain, called him sorrow because of the circumstance of his birth. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel. Oh, that you will bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. The Bible says he was the one that prayed. He did not go to the pastor and say, Pastor, pray for me. And I'm a pastor. That's why I like, I'm confident to say that. Most pastors, most churches are building dependent believers. Believers that can stand on their own. The pastor this. We pray for you. But listen, the Bible says, and when you read this story, it's like they just threw him in the middle. It was genealogy that was being talked about, but God just threw that story in the middle there and then continued with the genealogy afterwards. What is the scripture telling us here? It's important to pray, Mama. You and I must take it to the Lord in prayer. You have been told about the wonders of his name, but it is your responsibility and duty to pray. So I want you to pray. Five things he prayed. He said that thou would bless me, that you would enlarge my territory. Amen. I want you to lift up both hands to the to the Lord this morning. Say, so Lord, I surrender all. 
I can't do it on my own. Help me. Bless me indeed. Talk to the Lord. Say, bless me, Lord. Bless me. Bless me. Enlarge my territory. Thank you for the space you have given me. Lord, expand and enlarge my territory. Say, be with me in all that I do. That I will never walk outside of your will. Be with me in all that I do. Lead me. Guide me. Direct my path. Let your light shine through every darkness in my life. Let your light shine through. Open my eyes of understanding. And be with me, Lord, in all that I do. Keep me from all trouble and keep me from pain. Oh, Father, let your light shine through. Let your light shine through every difficulty, every impossible situation. Let your light shine through and show and create a way of escape. Lebo stande bade barada bagorobo segetalia in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.